0: Welcome, and thank you for tuning into the Graceland Church Podcast. Our mission is to follow Jesus and love our neighbor for the good of the city. Guy walking into a Chick-fil-A, knowing my family was in there, I'm in line. And do, I'm doing the order, and they had already gotten a table, and all of a sudden, one by one, I see each kid walk around to come say hi to me, and I had been away from them for a few hours that morning, which was unusual. It's normally our family day, and so again, I was just reminded, oh my goodness, every, when I see one of my kids like out in the wild in Chick-fil-A, and, and I'm united with them, my, my my face shines on them. I delight over my children, and and, and you may not Feel in touch with this right now, but I pray you'll just receive this right now. And it's number one in your notes. When you walk in the room and the Lord sees you, His face lights up. That's how He feels about you. You are His creation, you are His delight. Scripture says He sings over you, He dances over you. And this is true all throughout Scripture. This is not just like, you know, touchy feely Christianity. Oh, Great, like my, he loves me, Christ. No, no, no. This is the heart of the living God for you that changes everything in your life, right? This is theology. This is rich theology, and we see it all throughout scripture. Think about it the prodigal son in, the, in, that, in that parable. It says, he he disowned his father, he disowned his family, he squandered everything he was given, he ended up in the pits, He he was destroyed, and it was all his own fault. Yet when he decided to take one step back towards his father, and his father saw him in the distance, his father's face lit up to the point that he ran to go get his son. And over and over we see it. Think about the thief on the cross. Jesus being crucified on the center cross. You have two criminals on both sides. And this guy over here is seeing what's happening. He's realizing there's something to this Jesus. Something is happening beyond here. He's realizing it's a transcendent moment. Can you imagine being that thief on the cross? Can you imagine what he must have sensed and felt that caused his heart to be drawn to God? And he says one thing. He he says, hey, will you remember me? Hey, I hey, I'm right here, Jesus. He just, he takes one little iota of a step towards God in the flesh in the worst moment of of Jesus' life, and in that moment, his face shines on him. Isn't that amazing? He says, today you'll be with me. Over and over again. I could share a gazillion stories right now from scripture, and in our lives, and it is so tragic how the enemy gets into our heads, your head, and tries to get you to think anything other than how the face of the God who loves you shines on you. That's true today. Now, that doesn't mean you're living perfectly. My face shines on my kids when they they come into moments like that. There's other times when I've gotta correct my kids. That's part of my face shining on them. That's part of me loving them. I've got to do things that, that they don't always love. That's just part, part, of parents, part of being a loving father. Thankfully, our heavenly father, he does that perfectly. So, so don't think that the Lord's correction or that God even rebuking you for, for sin that is in your life because sin will destroy you. So, so all of that is part of God loving you. That's part of God's face shining on you. And then it gets even crazier than this. He goes further than just waiting for us to turn to Him. In fact, the whole message of Christmas is that He comes to us. Listen, every other religion in the world and all throughout history is entirely different than Christianity in one very distinct way. All of the others have to do with somehow climbing the mountain and getting to the top and finally being with God. Somehow attaining the perfect peace because of our great effort. Somehow getting there, somehow reaching Him, doing everything we can to find Him. Christianity is the only one that flips that completely the other direction and it is about the God of the heavens and the earth reaching for us. And that's the message of Christmas. That's what this is all about. And it's number two in your notes. The Lord's face shines on you through the birth of the Savior. If you don't know or believe that He shines on you, look at what He did for you. He backs it up with action. It's not just Him saying, hey, this is how I feel about you, go have a good life. It's Him being your Savior. And we still need a Savior. Anybody with me? It's not like we graduate from needing a Savior. We still need Jesus. And I put this on screen because I felt like it was so important and profound. The message of Christmas is God entering into your space. It's Him breaking in into your reality, your need, your failures, your mess, your shame. And even there, His face shines on you. I've had this picture in my mind all morning that I feel like is from the Lord for some people here. If our, if our life is like compartments and rooms in the house of our life and in our soul and every room is its own piece of how we think and history and future and worries and joys and it's like that movie, uh, that Pixar movie with all the emotions that talk and they all have different roles to play in there. All of our lives are like that, so complex and, and and I believe there's some of you here, and I've been in this place myself before, where, where you've got like some little rooms down there where the door is closed, and you're like, no one's ever going in there. That door will never be opened. That light will never come on. No one can ever know. No one can ever see. I don't even want to know. I don't want to remember. And it's just, it's a closed room. And what's so amazing about the light of God and how His face shines is it shines brightest where it's the darkest. And I I believe that God wants to speak to you this morning, that, that he wants you to know that that room is his too. That room is redeemable. It's up to us to say yes to his light being in there, but make no mistake, he already sees it. He doesn't want you to live in a way where you ignore it or act like it isn't there. So whatever that that deepest, darkest spot is sometimes it's a weakness we have. Sometimes it's some very deep trauma and brokenness. It's, it's all kinds of different things. But what's so amazing about the gospel and the renewing work of God is he's the one who created us. He's the one who recreates us. So even in those places, he, he makes all things new. And I pray that you will receive that. We can put our faith in him today. Scripture says it's by grace. You've been saved through faith. It's not ourselves. It's a gift of God. He reaches for us. Not only does He save us as He reaches for us, but all of our longings are fulfilled in Him. That's another piece of Advent. Everything that our hearts desire, those core things are in Him. Tim Keller said it so well. I've never been more moved than when I realized that the fulfillment we've been looking for in work, in building skyscrapers, in having wonderful spouses, in having lots of children and making money. The blessing we've been looking for is actually in the face of God. That's a typo up there. It's not supposed to say casually. It's actually in the face of God. All of those longings fulfilled. I believe today he's calling you home. He's called, and home is where his face shines on you. That's where you find rest. That's where you find peace. The second part of the verse, says, he will be gracious to you. Make his, the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. It's, it's part of his face shining on us. And I, I really like the definition from Philip Yancey about grace, and it's number three in your notes. The Lord is gracious towards you by showing you his unmerited favor. Philip Yancey was the one who said that grace is the unmerited favor of God. His face shining on us and his grace toward us is unmerited favor. You may feel like you don't deserve it today. Join the club. None of us do. Do any of us deserve it? Do you? I don't. If the sum of our lives were added up, what would it be like, oh, yeah, they really live such an upstanding life. They're, they're so incredibly righteous. They deserve the full blessing of the eternal God. Nope. We all fail that. Join the club. <laughs> yeah, he does it. Yet that's his longing for us. That's his desire, it's the unmerited favor of God. And grace It's not just the unmerited favor of God, it's also our empowerment. We are empowered by grace to actually follow him, to actually grow into that holiness. It changes, like we talked about a few weeks ago, how we relate to God, it changes how we relate to ourselves, it changes how we relate to others. Uh, I mean, you want to help your marriage out? I've been thinking about this with Jessica recently. You know, sometimes we slip into scorekeeping in marriage or here's the five things they did. Here's the five things I'm gonna do. Here's what they did wrong then. You know, but love keeps no record of wrongs is what scripture says. And, And if you wanna think about improving your marriage, a good starting point would be to show your spouse the same unmerited favor that God shows you. Unmerited favor. Sometimes you feel like your spouse doesn't quite deserve it. I'm not saying raise your hand right now. I know for sure, many times I do not deserve the favor of my wife, right? But if she was not willing to let the unmerited favor of God, the grace of God flow through her to me, our marriage is doomed. Can all my husbands say amen? It's doomed. And then vice versa. Same with your children. Same with your parents. Same with your loved ones. Literally, Scripture says, we are called to freely give, what we have freely received. And listen real carefully here, because this is, this is a warning. Once we stop freely giving away what we've been freely given, we start becoming self-righteous. This is the path of the Pharisee in Scripture. These are the people Jesus spoke against. This means we think we have earned this blessing. We have earned this forgiveness. We have earned this favor. And then it gets really nasty. No one else can have it unless they do what I do. Then we become a Pharisee. You just can't live like that. You will bottle up so quickly. Nothing will stop the blessing of God from flowing through you so fast than when you start to become self-righteous. It's called pride. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So parents, there is some part of our parenting a core part that's about showing the unmerited favor of God to our kids. I want them to get that. Doesn't mean there's not rules and boundaries and all those things that we do, obviously. Doesn't mean it's a free-for-all. That's not how God loves us. My dad used to always tell me, my goal in parenting is to treat you like God treats me. And that can be quite informative, hopefully, if you have a healthy relationship with God. (laughs) Unmerited favor, grace, empowerment. I like how Ray Ortland says, here's what God does for sinners who are out of excuses and whose hearts are broken like us. All we can do is turn to the Lord and bow down before him and present our need in all honesty and put our hope in him. And here's our hope. God loves to give his best to sinners who deserve his worst. Jesus died and rose again to give us that. So God loves to give his best to us when we deserve his worst. So what we need to fall in love with is do, giving our best to those around us that at times deserve our worst. You tracking with me? So while and, and let me just pass to you for a little bit. So Dietrich Bonhoeffer in the middle of Nazi Germany, I mean, he was in the middle of a nation that went under mass deception, enacted mass genocide, absolutely unimaginable. I mean, when you read that stuff and when you remember it, it's hard to even believe how it happens. We're starting to see little signposts now in our culture where you can see how mass deception like that happens. Things that get so incredibly twisted and manipulated that it starts to brainwash whole whole people groups almost, whole whole sects of our society and culture uh, that, that start to get actually brainwashed. So, so as Christians, we do not move with that tide, period. We only move with God's word. We only move with God's Holy Spirit. And as we do that, and as we stand our ground, and as we speak truth, we also keep keep giving all those who are going the wrong way what we have freely been given. We don't stop giving that. We don't don't rage at the people that are being deceived. We love the people that are being deceived. We care for them. We speak truth. We we call them back. Only the Holy Spirit can convict, though. Are you guys tracking with me? Because, Because Christians right now are kind of going... A few, it's almost like three different categories. So, some Christians are just like slipping off the cliff and are leaving the Orthodox faith completely, and it's gonna really hurt them. They'll be accountable before God for that. They're not accountable to me, but it's a giant mistake. You can't rewrite what God's word says because it becomes, uh, you know, it costs us something in culture. No, 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 we pay the price, right? We arm ourselves and we walk the so that's a mistake. Others are, are walking truth, which is right, like stay in the truth, stay in the line, but they're starting to be filled with hatred towards people. <laughs> they're starting to rage at the people themselves, right? Rather than fighting the spiritual war. And you know what that is? It's becoming a Pharisee. It's saying, I now have this blessing because I am right before God because I'm thinking rightly about truth. No, you're not. You have the blessing because of the unmerited favor of God. Trust me, you're not perfectly thinking about truth. If, if God was gonna bless you based on you getting all your perfect thoughts right, you are doomed. So you gotta stay in touch with the fact you're in truth, but it's still a free gift from the Lord. So we gotta go into that third category, where we hold the line of truth. We do not waver, like Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Even if we get imprisoned, even if it leads us to death, there will be cost to, hold, to, to, to walk the line of truth. But at the same time, and I think Dietrich Bonhoeffer did this so well, wherever we are, we freely offer what we've been freely given. If I'm sure Dietrich Bonhoeffer did this, the Apostle Paul did this, even when they were in prison, they freely offered what they had been given. Sometimes those that put them in prison are the ones that got saved. Are you guys tracking with me on that? It's, it's critically important to keep our hearts, or we will become the Pharisees. We will. We will think that those that are so foolish to be deceived and go down that path, they are personally the enemy, and we are self-righteous. They don't have it, we do. Two different camps, they're almost not even, they're, 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 not, even, they're not even invited. They had their chance, basically. But that's not biblical. That's not what God calls us to. So it's the unmerited favor of God, the grace of God. God loves to give his best to sinners who deserve his worst. I love thinking about our name, Graceland Church, with this definition, and building a land of grace. It's like we could say we're building a land of the unmerited favor of God. Isn't that exciting? Let's build that land. Let, 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 let's be known as a place. Pastor Duncan, our pastor emeritus, used to say this. Let's be known as a place where, where people can bring the absolute worst cases Right This is a place to come and receive the living hope of God. Oswald Chambers says, "All of the great blessings of God are finished and complete." And in context, he's talking about in Christ, all the great blessings are finished and complete. Isn't That's amazing. The, the work of Jesus is finished, but they become ours when we enter relationship with Him based on His covenant. So if you could close your eyes with me, bow your hearts. The team is going to come up. I'd like to just ask you a few questions and lead us in prayer. Do you need to be reminded that his face shines on you today? His face lights up when he sees you. Baby, you need to be like the prodigal son and get out of the the slop on the ground and ask for forgiveness and and take one step back towards your father. I guarantee you, he sees you, he's going to run towards you. That's called repentance, a change of mind, a change of direction. God might be calling you to repent right now. Maybe you just need to let faith rise and remember that he's poured out his grace on you. His face shines on you. You just need to be reminded of the heart of your God. Maybe you just need to align yourself with this unmerited favor of God through Jesus. Maybe you're not even a Christian and you just just want to say today, Jesus, I want to know you. Forgive me for where I've fallen short. I put my faith in you and commit the rest of my life to you, wherever you are, whatever your prayer is. I pray you'll do it right now. We're going to sing the second line of that verse. I can't walk away. I can't walk away. I have seen your face. I can't walk away. I just want to be where you are. Lord, that is our prayer. We don't want to look anywhere else. And, And even in those darkest rooms, the ones whose doors have been locked for life, the ones we say will never open. Lord, if that's you guys, just tell them, Lord, I wanna open that door. I don't wanna live like that. Lord, let your light shine. Let the warmth of your light shine. Come on, guys, let let the light of God wash over you today. Let Him fill you from the inside, the light of God. This is what Christmas is. Come on, you don't have to run. You don't have to hide in shame. You don't have to manipulate your life. You don't have to control it. You can just open it all up and say, God, I need your light. Shine in me. Shine through me. If you just feel so disconnected from a God whose face shines on you, just tell him that. Just say, God, I feel so far. I feel so far, I don't understand. Please help me. Come on, just feel the warmth of his light wash over you today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for lighting up rooms. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the work of your Spirit in us. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face towards you and give you peace. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Love you guys very much. Have a great rest of your day.